Hey everyone, welcome back to The Fight With Our Feelings, a podcast where me, Caitlin Baldwin, a licensed therapist, talks about fear and emotions and uh, values and love and life and all these wonderful things that we care about. Um, And, you know, what better episode to kick off Spooky Month than one about fear? So, you know, <laughs> oh man, that was supposed to be a ghost. Ooh. Wait. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to get spooky and talk about fear today. <laughs> um, so the quote for today that I have uh, is by James Baldwin. It's nothing can be changed until it is fixed. Wait, what? Oh, man. Okay, so I went back to check the quote, and I had it written down wrong. It's, nothing can be changed until it is faced. Faced by James Baldwin. And now that makes a lot more sense. I was going to go back and just, like, restart this whole thing because uh, that spooky sound was so terrible. But then I was like, you know what? It's lovely, and it represents the imperfection of humanity. So I'm keeping that in. (laughs) Uh, But so that quote, nothing can be changed until it is faced. And I thought that that was a a really good quote, you know, just like any quote that I bring on here um, to lead into this idea or this concept of leaning in towards the fear. Um, And so I'm going to use the example today of something that I've been working on and that's been very, very scary and very uh, embarrassing and weird and hard for me recently, which is skateboarding. (laughs) But I want to... yeah, you know what? No, we're going to go straight into it. So for me, um, I used to have extreme bad social anxiety. And I only say used to, not really because it's changed so much. I still have um, I don't know, a decently high level of anxiety around social situations, especially if I'm meeting new people. Um, I only say used to because I, I try not to stick to like diagnostic labels so much anymore. and I, And I don't consider myself to have had social anxiety disorder, although I probably met the criteria for it at many points in time. But my social anxiety was so bad that in like elementary school, I'm a person that sweats a lot. I have hyperhidrosis or whatever it is. Um, So I'm always just kind of a naturally more sweaty person. But in elementary school, my social anxiety was so bad that it could be winter. And I could be freezing cold, like my body would literally be freezing, but I would have sweat marks under my arms that would literally go down to my pants. Like, and that's not an exaggeration. My, my friends or people that I went to elementary school with who still haunt my dreams uh, can attest to that. That was how bad my social anxiety was. And, 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 you know, that, that continued actually through high school for me and high school was kind of a really treacherous time that I looked back on with disdain and it was very unpopular and um so for me coming into this hobby now this interest now in skateboarding um felt and still feels extremely daunting because there's like cool teenagers everywhere and not only like cool teenagers but like the out not even outcasts I don't know the 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 type of cool where they're so 
you know, unaffected and unfazed by like rules or structure or the patriarchy that they're just like, they do whatever they want. And so me now, you know, a 26 year old human that, um, I don't know, it's very embarrassing. I feel like all the time, um, trying to come into this sport now, just, it felt awful. And my, my partner skates and he's the one who's kind of got me into it. Um, and I've longboarded very, very minimally, very few times, um, in the last couple of years, which I really loved. I, I super enjoyed it. I found it very interesting from high school, but I never felt like I could do it. And it just felt way too scary. I, I thought that I would look like a poser and that people would make fun of me and they'd be embarrassed by me and whatever. So trying to get into it now at this age, um, you know, even knowing that I'm an adult and that like high school doesn't matter. Um, it's super scary and super fearful. And I went, my partner was, um, you know, kind enough to get me aboard and really believed that I could and should, you know, do this and, and that I really loved it and was very, um, encouraging. And yet every time that we went to the park together, um, or that I would go to the skate park on my own, I was just getting so wrapped up in my head and I had to set really, really small goals for myself about going for 10 minutes. So I set goals of going for 10 minutes because I knew that anything, any duration of time longer than that would, would not only feel too fearful, uh, because it already was, but would feel almost impossible. And when I would go, I, I'd get so stuck in my head about being uh, awful at everything, um, not feeling comfortable on the board whatsoever. The few times that I, um, I think actually the second day that I was skateboarding, and I, and I don't know if I've said this on an episode already, but the second day that we went skateboarding and we went to this one park for a while, um, I actually fell so many times and one time extremely hard on my elbow. And I was just in terrible pain for the next couple weeks. And I actually just found out that it's a possible fracture and it, it just felt extremely scary. So shortly after that, I got pads for my elbows and my knees and I got wrist guards and it still felt so extremely scary. And I just avoided it for a lot. I think I got that board maybe um, two months ago now. Um, and I've gone, let's say like 15 days, because, you know, there'd be so many days of the week where I just felt freaked out to go. I, I refused to go to a park if there were other people around because I was afraid of being made fun of. I was afraid of being judged and looking like a poser. Um, I was afraid of, you know, running into people. I, I was afraid of everything. And so much so that even though I was excited by this, even though I thought, I thought and think that skateboarding is cool, that it's exciting, that it's something that I want to get better at, I could not bring myself to the park. And it was a it was a huge mental struggle to bring myself on the days when I did go to the park. And I was actually thinking about this when I had the idea for this episode to talk about skateboarding as an example. I was kind of reflecting back on when 
fear started to become so scary. Like obviously fear is a scary thing. It's a scary emotion. But when, when for me did it become this kind of paralyzing thing that kept me from doing what I wanted to? You know, because I remember, and, and I've been told so many times that when I was a kid, I seemed to be relatively fearless, you know, and I, especially in social situations. And what I realized in, in the last day or so when I've been thinking about this is that for me, I had, uh, I, I think there were a few things that contributed to it. So one, I did not have the emotional support um, that a, I don't know, that a kid should when they're scared. And so, uh, you know, I, I know that I've said this before, but kids cannot regulate their own emotions. So when we're developing, when we're children, we rely very much on our parents and our caregivers to reassure us and to help actually regulate us. So we can experience fear. We can think that something's scary um, and be afraid of it. But ideally, we have a supportive, loving parent or parents that kind of console us, that tell us it's okay, and that remind us that, you know, we can go ahead with this thing and it will be good. It'll, it will be worthwhile, right? It's something that we want to do. And so one, so there's that element of not having that emotional support, that going into something scary will be okay. Um, and then two, what I, what I realized most recently in this last day or so is that I had a period of time between 2016 and 2018, um, when I experienced a, a, a series of very traumatic events and it wasn't okay. I survived, I lived through it. Um, and so, you know, there, yeah, I, I was, I was okay to some degree or from an outside eye, but it, it didn't feel like it was okay. Uh, and in fact, it wasn't, I, I wasn't in a safe place. I wasn't in a good place. Um, I wasn't free from threats or danger. I was very much in the presence of those things. And so what happens when you, it's not specific to going through traumatic events, but what happens when you do is that any assurance you did have that fear is worth it, that it is something that you can survive through, you, you kind of lose touch with that understanding. Even if you can think of that logically or rationally, your body does not respond in the same way because it's now been put into a situation where there was something significantly threatening, where you didn't feel safe afterwards. Now, what, what should typically happen is that you go through life and you go through childhood and, and developing where you're scared of things. Maybe you're scared for um, you know, trying to ride your bike for the first time you have the support of someone or people around you and you learn that, okay, whew, that fear is okay. You know, it felt scary, but I made it through to the other side. And then when you go through something where, yeah, you made it through, but you come out damaged, bruised, wounded, hurt, you're learning and your body specifically is learning that it is not safe to do that thing. And suddenly fear doesn't become this emotion that you can feel through and that it's worth it on the other side 
fear suddenly becomes this indication of, oh my God, no, this is a life threat and we need to get the hell out of here. So for me, even though skateboarding is, or, you know, being in front of new people or or social situations where I could possibly be embarrassed, none of those are life-threatening. And yet it created such a fear response for me that I froze. And it's, I don't ever use this term, but I think it's called like the, your lizard brain or your reptilian brain or something, but it is this freeze impulse where you quite literally shut down and retreat and, you know, kind of cower and hide because that is the best way to protect yourself. So that works when I'm facing a, an actual life threat, when I'm facing something where my, my physical safety is in danger. It does not work when I am facing towards a skate park and there are teenagers, you know, sitting and, you know, maybe drinking a beer on the side and I'm so intimidated by them that I turn around and go back home. That's when it doesn't work. And so the, the whole point of actually why I wanted to do this episode is because I wanted to talk about how unbelievably good it does feel when you face the fear. And I don't mean face it in this standoff where I'm like, you know, and I'm like pulling out. <laughs> That's like a Wild Wild West sound. I don't know if that <laughs> translates, but, you know, I'm not pulling out my the gun into my holster to shoot fear in the face. I am just facing it. I'm not running away from it. I'm not getting back in my car, even though I just paid for parking, you know, to go back home and avoid the skate park. I am facing it. And I did this last week and it felt so unbelievably amazing. I went and I, and I'm super thankful to my partner for this and for being someone that really does, you know, push me to face these like scary feelings but he brought me to the park with him we were there for about three and a half hours and i did so many things i practiced so many things that i did not believe i was anywhere close to being able to do i did this and this was also like on a sunday morning (laughs) when they have i guess these classes of I don't know, kids skateboarding and whatever. So there's all these kids around that I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally going to run into you and trample you. Um, <laughs> thankfully, they were all wearing helmets, so none of that happened. But I, I, I didn't have any confidence that I could skate with that many people in the same park and not run into them. Um, and I didn't have confidence that I could do any of these things that I was working on, you know, that I could go up these certain hills or go down these certain hills or, um, you know, be able to do a, a kick turn or a revert or whatever. And it was exhausting. Um, and I was like drenched in sweat by the end of it. <laughs> it was a, a very tiring three hours or three and a half hours. But what happened is that I did so many of these things that I was afraid of. And I just felt like I was on top of the world at the end. And it's something that, that you know, they were, they were so small. Like they were, they were such small things in the realm of skateboarding, but they were so huge to me. And I think more than what I actually accomplished in terms of, you know, like tricks or skills or whatever, um, the, the actual skateboarding things that I accomplished, 
it was more the fact that I was so freaked out and scared about one, going to the downtown park in general, just didn't feel comfortable with it. Two, going when there are all these other people there, including the scary teenagers. Um, and three, trying these actual obstacles that I was like, no way in hell am I going to get this. I faced and turned towards the fear with all three of those things. And I left and I'm pretty sure I like, you know, was yelling, singing, dancing in the whole <laughs> drive home because I was so unbelievably proud of myself. And what I took from that and, and something that I will do with clients often when we're really, really struggling to accept or make room for certain feelings is this practice called pain to purpose. And it's when we look at this very distressing event that we don't like. And so fear being this kind of this feeling, this experience that I didn't want to face. And we think about what's on the other side of that fear. Or in other words, what would I have to not care about in order to not be afraid right now? And the idea is that I could, I could give up being afraid. I could give up having fear in my life completely. For the rest of my life, I could give it totally up. But it would mean that I would have to stop caring about challenge, about success, about growth, about socializing, about fun. With skateboarding, I cared about challenging myself. I cared about growing and getting better. I cared about being successful and I cared about having fun and spending time doing an activity that I really enjoy doing with my partner. So yeah, I could, I could avoid being fearful completely, you know, and, and I can do that by either never going to the skate park, but what comes with that is disappointment and kind of some shame and some embarrassment in that for me but mostly disappointment in the fact that I was excited about skateboarding and didn't follow through with it. Or I can also, you know, completely sidestep fear by not caring about any of those things. And that just wouldn't feel like me. And, and the question really is, does avoiding the fear, oh, sorry, I had to burp. Does uh, <laughs> avoiding the fear in whatever way that you are doing that does avoiding the fear feel more authentic to you, feel more like the genuine real you than if you were to do something fearful and lean into it and see what happens? Because we are scared where we care. If you want to never feel fear again, you have to give up caring about all the things that lie on the other side of that fear. And again, this is, this is something where there's more than just the mental to it. There's this physiological piece of, of what fear represents. And, I'm not going to say but, and even with that physiology, even with that, that impulse to cower and to hide and to run away from threats, we can be mindful and make an intentional choice to say, does this thing matter to me? Do I care about what's on the other side of this? And can I face it? 
so that was uh, my experience. And I don't know how much you guys wanted to hear about skateboarding, but it felt like the best example and the most recent example for me to really talk about facing this fear and to really even further think about what the fear represents and why it's worth it. God, I got to think of a way to end these. I don't know. (laughs) I will catch you guys on another episode. Bye.